Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick in studio with Ashley Danielle, also with Todd Neal. Looking forward to a great show this morning. Coming off the heels of a Louisville Cardinals basketball victory last night. On the road. On the road. It's a nice, uh, technically you could say it's the first big win for the Cards this year. I would, I would definitely say that. Or, or at least it's the biggest win for the Cards thus far this year. I would year. say it's definitely our biggest win thus far. I think that was, it was a huge win for the season, I think, because... And the haters begin. <laughs> and we also, to be fair, Todd, and uh, we appreciate Todd giving us balance this morning as we're not joined in studio by Carlo Kellum. It's just Ashley and I that's the two Louisville fans. We do have Todd, who is our resident Kentucky fan. Kentucky beat it's so uh, Tennessee. It was a home game. They won 74-66 to 66 over Tennessee yesterday. Kentucky needs to find a way to win on the road. They do. Uh, going well, to Arkansas and, you know. I hate to add insult to injury, but I must say that I, Ashley Danielle, predicted this loss last Sunday. Well, I think Rick Pitino needs to find a way to beat John Calipari. Well, so, uh, it doesn't matter uh, right know, now. No, because, it does matter. It I mean, it doesn't day. at this point because at the end of the day, we won on the road, which looks better um, as we look forward to March. You know, we have to play. You guys have to play on the road in order to advance in the tournament. That's correct. And you so know, it's it, really unfortunate that you guys just can't do it. I'm so sorry. It, you know, it's very strange. This week on a couple of friends were talking about UK and UofL both. After losing Memphis, uh, UofL, and then, you know, playing rather, you know, not great, and then UK losing to Arkansas, you know, people were like panicked. Oh, is it going to be another NIT year for both teams? No, you Louisville know, there's no way. An there is no way. No, I, I think I, I, I'm confident. I was always confident that uh, Louisville will be back in the tournament. I think Kentucky's a wild card always because you guys have such young players, great and talented players. I'll give you that for sure. But I think unless you guys find a way to win on the road and consistently against ranked teams, obviously you guys knocked us off, which I will give you credit for, even though it hurts. Um, that's going to be the biggest problem, I think. Same for us. We've got to be a ranked team. But we now know we can win on the road, so I'm happy with that. Big victory for the Cards. The story of the day is for, you know, today's Sunday, uh, January 19th. The 19th, right? Sunday, January 19th. 19th. Yes. Biggest sports story of today has to be that the uh, New England Patriots play at 3 o'clock p.m. in Denver. Against the Peyton Manning-led Denver Broncos. It's a rematch of the, the, one of the greatest rivalries, probably the greatest rivalry of, our, of this current era. You know, in the 80s, it was probably um, it was, um, Magic and Bird. And I'm talking all sports. Well, back in the 70s, you know, I'm a lot older than you guys. You had uh, Stallback and Greasy. Okay. And, uh, you know, Terry Bradshaw, the, the Steelers against the Cowboys. So, uh, you know, there's always that. And now you've got Brady and Manning. And I'd like to know what some of our callers uh, think about this today. I mean, uh, you know, Brandon J. Lawrence brings us this week, every, brings us this hour every week. We want to thank him. He's a diehard Cowboy fan. And uh, Tony Romo will be watching this afternoon uh, both games. Yes, he will. Brandon J. Lawrence, give him a call, 502-587-0041. To reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville, 
Uh, big game today. You know, the, the age-old uh, criticism of Peyton Manning is he's the greatest regular season quarterback in the history of the NFL. But in the playoffs, he's sub-500. His record's 9-11 and right now. So not only if he wins today does he have a chance to knock off his, his hated rival in Tom Brady, but he inches himself closer to a, a, another Super Bowl and to a 500 record in the playoffs for his career. So a lot riding on this. Not much time left. You know, uh, Peyton Manning's 36 years old, I believe. So he doesn't have many years left. He, this is a huge game today at 3 So who o'clock. do you pick? Tom Brady? Today, I think... Peyton it, Manning. I think it... Okay. All things being equal, it depends on how you ask that question. Who's leading their team to victory? Today. Today. Uh, I'm going to have the Broncos' Peyton Manning win today. I'm picking Peyton Manning. Um, as usual, I'm with the imbalance of go Brady. <laughs> okay. You think that Brady will pull it off? Yeah. If Brady does, because I, in my opinion, I think he has the inferior team around him. He's very depleted on defense, and he's on the road, in my, you know, in the mile-high atmosphere there. If Brady does, I think you can officially close the book on who's better, Brady or Manning. I agree. Um, Brady, the thing about Brady, look at his depleted teams that he's used. They have changed his lineup. I don't know how many times in the last five, six years, and he still is successful. He's a chameleon. You know, he loses Gronkowski, uh, Gronkowski, Gronkowski, Welker, you know. he's Hernandez. Lost, yeah, he's lost them all. Wood lost, even Woodhead. I mean, leaving. You know, where's the running game? And still he's successful. I'm, uh, uh, you know, love him or hate him, um, he, you, you can't argue about him being one of the, the all-time greats. Um, later on, I want to ask uh, our callers if they call in and uh, tell us who the all-time their all-time great greatest quarterback is. Okay, you know who who is it from the six seventies? Tarkenton, Bradshaw. You know you hear about Marino and Manning and all the modern day Terry Bradshaw. You know how many Super Bowls did he win? Was Four. he one of the greatest? You know he doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of buzz. You know from what he was. Do the number of Super Bowls that you have on your resume, do they directly correlate to how great you are historically? You know, uh, um, and did, is that fair? Is that fair? Is that fair? It's 11 on 11. Give us a call, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We look forward to having a very interactive show today. Please give us a call. Let us know, is is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time? He's won three Super Bowls. He's He's played in five. Is is uh, Joe Montana the greatest ever? He's four for four. Uh, is what about Brett Favre? Is Brett Favre the greatest right. ever? He He's owns a-, a lot of the statistical records. What is your criteria for the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL? Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. Now, I mean, look at if if Super Bowl criteria is then Eli is twice as good as Peyton at this point. Yes, mm-hmm. you know. So would you argue that point? I I wouldn't. Nope. For, I wouldn't even say it's close. Mm-hmm, not even. But close. anyway, call but there, in. There certainly is something to be said for someone like Eli Manning having the ability to consistently get back to the Super Bowl. You know, he he's won two Super Bowls. Um, I, I think you can't understate the 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 value in that. Roethlisberger's also won a couple Super Bowls. So I mean, there's. Certainly something to be said for that. What I mean, guys like Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, they each have a Super Bowl victory. 
Um, what determines the greatness of a quarterback? Is it the number of Super Bowl victories? Is it the stats you put up? Well, then you think – I think it's the same in basketball because a lot of people's um, gripe against LeBron versus Kobe is how many championships bring, brings this LeBron half, which I don't think measures the greatness of a player and the impact of a player on a team and their dominance in their sport. Um, I think that's unfair to say that you're not as good because your team, your combined team effort – um, and your years of experience hasn't gotten you X amount of championships. That's fair. Once again, Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz Line 384-1450. Give us a call. We're going to head to the Buzz Line. We got our man Carolina Steve on the line with us this morning. How you doing this morning, Carolina? Just fine. And if Phil Robinson hadn't quit Louisiana Tech, Dave Bradshaw would not been such a great Super Bowl quarterback. You think Robertson was the better of the two quarterbacks at Louisiana Tech, is that right? He was starting ahead of Bradshaw. Instead, he invented the duck calls, and now he, he's uh, got his, his own show. I mean, that's a very interesting career path. Who makes more money now? Great question. <laughs> duck Commander or uh, Terry Bradshaw? Well, that's just one we got to go back. But I don't consider any of those to be the greatest quarterback ever. Okay. The greatest quarterback ever played at the University of Louisville. Johnny, Johnny Unitas. Okay. If it hadn't have been for Unitas in 1958 and the Colts versus the Giants in what is considered to be the greatest football game, pro football game ever played, then you wouldn't have the Super Bowl and the people like that. Were you there, and Carolina? Just, excuse me? Were you there? I watched it on television. It wow. was in black and white, and it was uh, the first game ever to go into overtime. Really? Alan the, Alan the Horse Amici scored the winning touchdown, and United pulled one of the greatest calls they thought he was going to get in uh, position for a field goal, and he hit his tight end down to about the three-yard line. Then Amici took it in, and you had some great players playing in that game. You had uh, Sam Huff was playing middle linebacker from the Giants. You had uh, Andy Rovastelli, a defensive end, Roosevelt Greer. It was a big, it was a good football game, and the uh, Colts had Lenny Moore. They had. Uh, Unitas, they had probably one of the greatest receivers ever in the history of football in Raymond Barry. Defensively, they had Gene Big Daddy Lipskin playing for them. So this was just a – I remember it because of the fact it was the first game ever to go into overtime, and uh, the four-letter network has even done a special on it. Wow. So wow. Johnny Unitas gets Carolina's uh, vote for the greatest quarterback in the history of the sport. Well, I mean, you won't get much opposition from Ashley or I. Well, I found um, Men's Health did a story, top 10 quarterbacks of all times. Top 10, in reverse order, 10, Roger Stobach. 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 Yeah. I don't know him. Oh, okay. come on. You're showing your age. I now. am, I guess. <laughs> Number nine is Brett Favre. Okay. Number eight is Dan Marino. Seven, Terry Bradshaw. Okay, it's loading for number six. 
Sorry, guys. Any argument with that, uh, Carolina, so far? It, I, I could agree with that. The only one I just don't uh, – Marino, you're talking about putting he – did, he didn't have a Super Bowl championship. He only played in one Super Bowl. So does that, mean he doesn't, does that mean he doesn't deserve to be on the list? No, he does. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, just from his numbers. Hmm. So Number six is Steve Young. Number five is Peyton Manning. Number four, John Elway. Come on. Number four, John Elway. Man, Peyton Manning is trying to pull a John Elway, if nothing else, isn't he? He's going to Denver. He's trying to hook up with uh, Noshawn Marino and a, a good uh, supporting cast in Denver and not only win this year, but you got to think he's going to come back next year and try to repeat. That's got to be him and Elway's game plan behind closed doors. Ooh. I love Elway. You know, he was a master of two-minute drill. And I'll tell you, the thing about Elway is um, one thing I've always said is Mike Shanahan is a mediocre coach and that I think he proved that at Washington. But, uh, you know, Elway is the one who carried his water the whole time in Denver. And Terrell Davis didn't hurt. Uh, that 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 very 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 true. So, Carolina number three is Johnny Unitas that they have from Men's Health. Number two, Tom Brady. Okay, wow. And number one, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. What's your opinion of Joe Montana, Carolina? He won four Super Bowls. Played at Notre Dame. Uh, was I believe played he was at drafted- Kansas City. Played at Kansas City, yeah, at the end of his career. Um, his, I think he was drafted in the sixth round. It took a pretty similar path to being a superstar quarterback as what Tom Brady has done. What do you think of Joe Montana, Carolina? I think he's good. I saw him play at Notre Dame. He came off the bench at Keenan Stadium in Chapel Hill and led Notre Dame back from a two-touchdown deficit to beat Carolina. That's when I... Knew that the man had something good in him because at that time Carolina had a decent defense and everything. But uh, it's just you can't really say uh, different eras mean different things. I mean, you left out people like a man who's undefeated in the Super Bowl, Mark Starr from the University of Alabama and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you're right. You left out. You left out like the uh, Norman Van Brocklin, the Dutchman, Lenny Dawson. Lenny Dawson, uh, Daryl LaMonica. Yeah, the people Raiders. Like, people like that. It's, it's hard to rate them. you got to uh, more or less go by uh, eras that they're in. Now, you're talking about great rivalries. The 70s, the great rivalry was on the track. Okay. The King, Richard Petty, and the Silver Fox, David Pearson. They were one, two. In NASCAR winnings, Petty won 200, and the only man other than him to win over 100 was the Silver Fox, David Pearson. But Jimmy Johnson's man. No, no, no. Jimmy Johnson couldn't compare to either one of these drivers. So you think that in the 70s, okay, that's fair. They, they They were the equivalent of Brady Manning today. You know, in the 80s, it was clearly, um, it was clearly, uh, Magic and Bird. And in the 90s, I mean, sports like tennis always have good rivalries, too. You know, um, Hill Yarbrough, Bobby Allison. What about that one, Carolina? What about golf? Golf. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. Arnie and Jack is a good one. Is Phil and Tiger really even, I mean, is Phil really considered historically, will he go down as a rival of Tiger's? 
Tiger dominated him. I, well, it's you know, right now, I look at Nicholas as being the greatest golfer of all time because he had so many people at rivalries. He had, like, Tom Watson. He had Lee Trevino. He had so many that he had to overcome. Tiger just about scared everybody. Yeah. But in reading, in reading something, he may not be able to play much longer. His knee is totally just about uh, gone because of the amount of force that he puts in his swing. If he, He's going to have to tone down on the swing to keep playing a long, long time and everything. But uh, it's going to be good. All the rivalries. Look at the rivalries in basketball that you have. You have Kentucky and uh, uh What's Joel the team Hill. down the road? Uh, <laughs> and I, you, I you also have what I consider the best rivalry is seven miles apart. Carolina, Duke and North, Duke and North Carolina. That's right, seven the, miles apart. The tobacco and that triangle. Is, is the best rivalries. And then you had, when Coach Falvano was there, you could throw uh, Wake Forest in. Uh, not Wake Forest, but uh, NC State. It's also points, when, uh, Wake, Wake Forest, Forest was, was good for yeah. a while, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be uh, good. And then you had uh, David Thompson, who I consider to be the greatest college basketball player I've ever seen play. He played in an era when you couldn't dunk the basketball and had a 46-inch vertical jump. That was about 74, wasn't it, 75? In North NT State? 74, they won the national championship. That was it. Ended the Walton Games run. He, the starting lineup was amazing. They had a five foot six inch point guard. They had a uh, forward who ended up pitching in the World Series. They had a giant at center at seven foot four inches tall. They had uh, David Thompson, who was a superstar. And then they had a guy named uh, Spence, who was the other guard. And uh, so it, it, it was good. I, I got to see him play several times in person. The greatest game I ever saw, though, was the ACC championship that year, in which they beat Maryland 103-100 to 100 in regulation. There was no 30-second clock, no three-point shots, and it was the greatest display of free throw shooting I've ever seen in a ball game. I don't think uh, the team, uh, either team, missed more than two the whole game, and it's just, it was just amazing. Wow! With that, and Maryland had John Lucas was their point guard, Tom McMillan, Lynn Elmore, so they didn't have no slouches on that team, and everything. Good and stuff. you had the two no coaches, coaches I've ever seen in basketball. In Norm Sloan and Lefty Drusel, neither one of them could coach worth a you know what. Well, Carolina, thank you very much. Great conversation as always. Um, you know, have a great rest of your weekend. We look forward to speaking with you next weekend, Carolina. Thank you. Okay, thirty-five days till Daytona now, Kelly. All right, thirty-five <laughs> days till Daytona. We're looking forward to it. A very interesting statistic that, that's come upon me for the the football games today. We have the, the Broncos against the Patriots, and we have the Seahawks against the 49ers. Something that I find to be very intriguing is, out of the four quarterbacks, three of the four were actually drafted 
into the Major League Baseball. At one point in in their life, they had been drafted to play Major League Baseball. Oh, wow. When we come back from the break, I'll tell you which of the four was not drafted. So Todd, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Brought in by some good music there, Todd. Good selection. Ohio like players. Ohio players. Those are my, my uh, mom. My mom's from Cleveland, Ohio. She loves the Ohio players. We're brought to you every Saturday from 9 to 11 in the morning and Sunday from 10 until noon by Brandon J. Lawrence. We want to thank Brandon for allowing us to be on the air. Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney, call 7 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. Before we left, I did a little bit of what they call in the radio industry a tease. I said four quarterbacks play today. Three of the four quarterbacks at one point in their life were good enough baseball prospects to be drafted by the Major League Baseball. Um, three of the four. So we, what we have is is uh, Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. What I want to know is which of the which of the four was not drafted by Major League Baseball. At no point were they ever drafted by Major League Baseball. Give so, us. so does this mean that they also played baseball, or because of their football, their arm strength, they were drafted to play? Baseball. I assume that it means that they were pl- they played baseball in high school and that they were thought of that highly. I think. Uh, so, okay. I mean, I know obviously uh, Russell Wilson. He was. He was. Um, that was made uh, very clear. I think that Seattle, the Seattle Mariners, actually drafted him, even though he's never going to play for him uh, earlier this year. But very interesting. And Todd says we should give away a T-shirt, right, Todd? Right. Bangtown Fightwear. Bangtown Fightwear for whoever can call us at, at 502-384-1450 and let us know correctly which of the four was not drafted by Major League Baseball at any point in their life, and you'll get a Bangtown Fightwear t-shirt. It's pretty interesting. Two big wins for the local basketball teams yesterday. Can we talk about... Okay, so yesterday I was partially... Tied up with the Miss Kentucky County Fair pageant. Okay. So I missed a lot of the Louisville basketball game last night, but I was getting texts about their about UConn's coach being ejected. Yeah. What happened? All right. The best way I can describe it is this. You know how Luke Hancock gets people in the air and then he goes up and, and gets him. fouled? Yes. Well, sometimes they don't call it and he just looks crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But some refs... Say, I see right through that. I'm not calling that. That's BS. Some mm-hmm. of them fall for it, and they let them go to the line. Somebody on UConn's team, right in front of Kevin Ollie, who's the second-year head coach for the, the UConn men's team, right in front of the bench, one of their players attempted that, and a ref ignored it. So, 
Probably should have been called a foul, being being okay. honest and okay. fair. Kevin Ollie, very upset. Um, freaked out. He completely freaked out. But I think the ref had a little bit too quick of a, a, a trigger when it comes to calling a, not just one, but two technicals. Just like that. And so Ollie's out back of there. to back, he's out. Yeah. You're gone. Did he swear at the ref or threaten him? Well, I don't know exactly what? what was said. I don't know exactly what was said. Maybe, maybe he said some very bad obscenities, which is said why he got two. about his mother. Maybe. Maybe he said something about his mother and he reached down and untied his shoelace. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like J.R. Smith. Possibly. So. That, that would have been very egregious. But I don't know exactly what it was. But next thing you know, Kevin Ollie's out of there. Louisville only connected on two of the four technical free throws. Wayne actually missed two despite being the the card's best free throw shooter this season. And Louisville was already separating themselves from UConn at that point. But to say that that was not a key moment in the game and really helped Louisville's chances, to say that it wasn't would be inaccurate. Because, I mean, anytime you get four free throws and you lose your head coach uh, from the team you're playing against, that helps. That Yeah, it definitely helps. A lot of NBA scouts were in... Uh, Connecticut last night for that game, and Montrez Harrell. He showed out. He he showed out. What I saw. He he was there. He he played 39 minutes. I mean, he led the team in minutes played. He was eight of ten from the field, two of four from the line. He had 13 rebounds, three blocks, 18 points. Did he get lost uh, on the way to Lexington? Maybe, maybe he did. He and Shane Bohannon, I would say probably about 50-60% of our team got lost. That's fair. I mean, I I don't know exactly what it was. Um, But at the end of the day, cards reign supreme in the game (laughs) versus Kentucky, who loses on the road again. Kentucky did lose to uh, Arkansas. Arkansas Tuesday. On the road. Did you get to watch that game, Ashley? No, I I actually was. A, well, no, I, maybe it was asleep and you texted me and said Kentucky was about to take another L, so I had to flip on the TV because I wanted to see it with my own eyes. Yeah, it was. You know, Kentucky struggles on the road, but that can be expected from a young team um, that is. You know, they're young. When you're young, it's tough to win games on the road. I don't care if you're playing against a. a a pushover team like Arkansas, yeah, it, that's really kind of what they are. It's it's hard to win on the road. Um, I remember at Berea when I was in college, we it was like we never could win against this team called Bethel, and they played in McKenzie, Tennessee, in this Cracker Box gym, and everybody hated going there. It was like the worst place on earth. Their football team was crazy. They had obnoxious fans, and we never won there. Really, never, just never, could. ever, ever could win. Were they a good team? They were a good team. You were outmatched. Well, they were a good team, and I think the atmosphere was tough to play in, um, and it's hard to focus. So I think sometimes, even when you have senior leaders on the floor, sometimes it's easy to get distracted by what's going on in the crowd or get upset by a call, and then the momentum shifts. I think are a lot um, that you can feel them more when you're in an atmosphere like that. I want to encourage our listeners, give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. If you have the answer to the question about which of the three quarterbacks playing today was not drafted by Major League Baseball, let us know. You'll get a, a free Bangtown Fightwear shirt, 502-384-1450. Uh, we're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man Brian the Insider on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brian? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, enjoying listening to the quarterback debate. 
Uh, I don't really know the answer of the the one who didn't play baseball, but uh, love listening to some of the old time uh, quarterbacks. And uh, <laughs> but I, you're right. I called the talk horse racing. You know, as we talked a lot last year uh, about why Dan. Uh, I know Carlo and I and, and Kelly and uh, we had a lot of discussions about horse of the year. He was a uh, overwhelming winner of the uh, horse of the year two times in a row for White Dancer. Congratulations to him. The, the current reigning Breeders' Cup Classic winner, Mucho Macho Man, was extremely impressive yesterday at Gulfstream Park. I uh, just absolutely ran off and, and just a cakewalk. I mean, it was one of the most impressive. He, he is clearly looks to be the best horse in training right now uh, at the classic distance on the dirt. So Mucho Macho Man looked good. We had a, we had a nice uh, derby prep points, 10 points awarded yesterday to Vic, Vic Cars in Trouble, who looked very dominant. It's two dominating wins he's had at fairgrounds and sets him up. I really like his pedigree. Sets him up as a very, very serious uh, contender for the Louisiana Derby, which of course is a great prep race for the Kentucky Derby. So, Brian, what is his pedigree down the road? What is his pedigree? I'm sorry. What is his pedigree? He's Who's he of, out of? He's out of one of my favorite uh, Derby horses. Back, uh, he didn't he didn't win in the Derby, but Vicar was his sire, who's right. out of Wild again, and uh, he's and he's got a he's great damn side. Uh, you know, speaking of great pedigrees, uh, they ran a uh, Oaks prep right before the derby prep at the fairgrounds yesterday, and it was won by Unbridled Forever. A lot of you might remember Unbridled Forever's mother, Lemons Forever, won at 40, won the Oaks a few years back, just I think three or four years ago, at 47-1 to 1 for Dallas Stewart. Dallas has Unbridled Forever, and she was very, very impressive. Was she uh, out so of there, a lemon drop kid? Yeah, uh, she's a grandfather to Lemon Drop Kid. Right, yep. Lemon yep. Drop Kid was one of my favorite. Pulled a big upset back in the Breeders' Cup day, didn't he? Uh, yes, yeah, and, great uh, horse, great tire. Yes. Yes, yeah, so keep an eye on that horse. Unbridled forever, uh, same trainer, same uh, same deal. I also wanted to congratulate my Cardinals. I thought that was by far and away their best game yesterday, and Patino does such a great job of bringing them on the road. Ollie just completely flipped out. I didn't think it was the way they were calling that game. I didn't even think that was a foul. I mean, Wayne slid by the guy uh, and uh, barely hit him. But, my God, was Ollie uh, a little testy and, deserved, in my opinion, deserved to be pitched. I mean, he almost – he had to be restrained by a police officer after he was thrown. The police officer wow. pretty much had to pull him off the course. I mean – he really needs to, you know, go to decaf or something. I mean, he really <laughs> flipped out. But uh, but it was a very impressive team effort. And, and for the first time yesterday, I could see that bunch of Cardinals maybe continuing to improve and maybe going to the third straight Final Four. I mean, they, so, they were that good on the road. So you agree with me, basically, that even though we've had some bumps in the road, that Patino will have us where we need to be to peak at the right time? Actually, I agree 100%. I tell you what, that 05 team that Patino brought to the Final Four, which we all like, Miles and O'Bannon, this team's got a lot more talent, in my opinion, than that team. And, and yes, they've got enough tools, and more importantly, they've got Ricky, Slicky Ricky, on the bench. uh, And I think he... It's better than his new nickname that he earned a few years back, and that's quick, Rick. Oh, yeah. What do you think about this whole Ricky Bobby fiasco? Everybody keeps, or people are ordering these shirts, like the Ricky Bobby shirts. 
What do you think about <laughs> I it? I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to get one of the shirts. I think it's fantastic. I saw it on, they had the, the game, uh, not last night's game, but they, I saw a couple uh, people at the game modeling the shirts, and uh, I think it's fantastic. And uh, I think Petrino, boy, what a job he's done in a short period of time assembling his staff. He's, he's raised a few eyebrows, uh, you know, on some of the recruits that he has let go, but uh, you got to trust in him like you do Rick Pitino, and I, I feel real good about it. I mean, we got to. I think that the football program is in great hands, and they're all out recruiting. And boy, I tell you what, Tom Church really opened up the uh, the, the war chest to, to get some of these assistants and pay top dollar. So I mean, very impressive what's going on uh, at the athletic department. Uh, uh, but the, I'm real excited about the Louisville basketball team. I think last night their defense that was a very hostile environment to go in there and, and to thoroughly dominate the game, in my opinion. I mean, they they, they were ten points the whole game ahead of them, and uh, just a very, very good performance. Russ was under control. Rozier, I think the team with Rozier starting and having uh, and Chris Jones coming off the bench to back up the, the point guard because Rozier needs to play. He rebounded good, and he brings an element to Jones. I, I like Chris Jones. I think he's a great addition to the team, but I, I think Rozier makes the team much better defensively. I agree with you. I think uh, Terry Rozier, I love his game. He's so smooth and he's calm. He doesn't make a whole lot of bad decisions. I think you're right. No, he's, and he looks, he, he, he looks like a professional player the way he handles himself. And he, uh, he, he's only going to get better. And he has some nice rebounds. He mm-hmm. brings the dimension uh, that, it, that, you know, he, they got him listed at six one, but boy, he sure plays six four, six five, And, uh, it, it, and Montreal's Harrell looked like the, the lottery pick everybody says he is that I've been scratching my head saying he can't go anywhere. I tell you, one thing I haven't heard you guys talk about, Dick Vitale, man, how critical is he? He's I mean, such you know, a hater. He, he is. He hates Louisville. I know he's, you know, he's not a big Kentucky fan either, uh, but, I mean, he just makes so many negative comments. That whole game, he was just, I mean, I don't know how much he must have wagered in Vegas on Connecticut, but I mean, he was just upset that Louisville won it. And uh, uh, I'm so t- every time I hear he's doing one of the games, I, I really just it makes me sick. I mean, mm-hmm. I-, I wish he'd get the hell out of uh, uh, the broadcast booth. <laughs> wow, it's a bold statement there, Brian. <laughs> I think yeah, I, I tell th- you guys. I think Kelly needs to say his favorite phrase to Dick. I mean, he, he, what he needs to do <laughs> sometimes he does. He needs to shut the hell up, doesn't he, Brian? I mean. That's no, because... shut the hell up, Dickie. I tell you what, I'm just tired of him. I mean, he, he, he you know, he, just talk about the game. You know, I don't, uh, I don't need to hear about Tobacco Row. I don't need to hear about how great North Carolina and Duke and who the next diaper dandy is. Talk about the game that's in front of you. I agree with that. I did have a question for you. You were We were talking about uh, the football team a little bit earlier. Do you think, I mean, I've noticed that Bobby Petrino has brought in a lot of uh, alumni and uh, former players that went on that Orange Bowl victory with him. Do you think, um, how much do you think that helps to bring those guys in and have those guys as mentors and coaches for the younger players? And I, and that's a great question. I think, I think it's a huge addition because anytime you can tie the past successes of your school to the future recruits and you can show them, hey, look, these guys bought into the program, they did what I told them, and, and, and we had great success, and now I've brought them back in as coaches. I mean, I think you know a lot of these kids, when they go through school, a lot of them do have aspirations to go on into coaching and, and to show that you know you have a, 
preferential treatment to, to your own, I think is fantastic. Colby Smith, I think, is going to be a great addition. And, and Patino, Petrino had so many that went on and played in the NFL uh, that uh, I think it's great what he's doing. I, I couldn't be more impressed uh, with the staff he's assembled. I mean, that is very impressive. And as I said, I think there's going to he's going to get some recruits that uh, you know weren't were off the radar. And uh, this this recruiting class, and he's kept who he's wanted. Very impressive. I don't know if you guys are watching what's going on at Vanderbilt, but when their coach left and went to Penn State, he completely depleted all the recruits, and there's a big controversy because he, he aggressively went after all the recruits he had at Vanderbilt. And, and to Charlie's credit, he hasn't done any of that, or, or if he has, it's been unsuccessful. I, I, I think he hasn't done it. He took the high road because of his relationship with the university and with Jurich. But, boy, I tell you what, it could have it could have – unraveled just like it is at Van, uh, Vanderbilt and uh, Petrino. I, what a great, I mean, I think we come out of this Charlie Strong thing stronger. I like that. Come out of the Charlie Strong thing stronger. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> yeah. Man, I didn't realize I was putting those kind of, I have to work on that. I, that sounds like a bumper sticker. It We're does. stronger after after Charlie Strong. Brian, we appreciate the call. Thank you very much. We look forward to speaking to you next weekend. And, you know, have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks, guys. I'll listen to the rest of the show and the quarterback debate. Have a a great day. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Brian. We got the Dickie V highlights there about the the diaper dandies for Brian. Brian wasn't too complimentary of Dickie V. I mean, wow. So, Ashley, Todd, and I will be back after this with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the weekend sports buzz. Brought in with some funk there. Todd and Ashley talking through the break about their favorite old school funky music. Yeah. Who is that, Todd? Parliament. Parliament. Okay, that would have been my guess. Parliament with Funkadelic. Featuring Bootsy Collins. Maybe we can have like a five minute disco break. <laughs> sure. What's wrong with that? It's kind of flashback uh, Sunday. You know, maybe we'll have a theme every week, uh, 70s Disco Week, uh, 80s, ha- Big Hair. Sure. You know, we can mix it up. Sports Buzz is, is versatile. Coming brought, up. Brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. Brought to you by the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Give him a call, 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney where Brandon J. Lawrence with a break. The, the J stands for justice. Justice. Give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. The biggest stories of the day are, without a doubt, the NFL. We have two young quarterbacks in Russell Wilson uh, and Colin Kaepernick going against each other in the late afternoon game uh, in the NFC. They're both defense-oriented teams. They have Marshawn Lynch and, and Frank Gore running the ball. Uh, the, I saw a statistic. They're both the two only the the only two teams in the NFL who run the ball more than they pass the ball this year. So it's, that's the Niners and the Seahawks, two very very defensive oriented teams matching up. 
One of them will go on to play in the Super Bowl. I want to know, guys, in that NFC matchup, who wins? And is it because one of them, one of the quarterbacks is better? Um, if you had your choice, was it Russell Wilson or Colin Kaepernick as your quarterback? I'll go with uh, Seattle because uh, defense is outstanding, and I still see I still see some holes in the San Francisco defense. Um, you know, I think Kaepernick is right now even with Wilson. He might be a little bit better. Uh, he can run the ball, and he's really you know outstanding. But I think the defense is the difference today. Okay. I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Of course, simply because. Kaepernick is Carlos fraternity brother. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> it, it Sounds is. like something I he hear. He sold. Most... You know, Carlos sold. So, and he convinced me that that's a good reason, reason enough to cheer for him. <laughs> Boomy. <laughs> that isn't a reason, Carlo. Ashley, come on. He's a noob. That's why. That, it could, that's it could help, it... I guess. I don't know. Bomani Jones is a noob, and he's constantly giving Kaepernick love on Twitter and everywhere. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting. I, I see this as a, a, um, an intersection for, for these two guys, you know, the Niners made the Super Bowl last year. Is Kaepernick able to make, take that next step and possibly go and face off against either Brady or Manning? Does whoever win in the NFC even matter? Do they have a chance against the AFC this year? Because we know they've got Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And as far as superior quarterback play, there's no question which side of the NFL uh, that will come out of this year. But does it matter? Does the defense truly win championships this year? That's what they say. I think it does this year. Um, So you think the NFC will win it all? Yeah, uh, I I truly believe that. The only thing about defense uh, that bothers me is uh, the the Bengals had a good defense, but, yeah. but, but their quarterback sucked. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm bring just to mention real quick. I, I'm glad Mike Zimmer got a head coaching job. I'm yeah. really, really happy for him. I, I wish he could have been with the Bengals, but we got we're stuck with Marvin. You know, Mike Zimmer went to where the Vikings. Vikings. In fact, we're not stuck with Marvin anymore. They're stuck with Marvin because I'm not a fan anymore. Mm. <laughs> You know what was interesting was uh, obviously the Vikings have Adrian Peterson. Now they have Mike Zimmer, a defensive-minded head coach. I saw that for their offensive coordinator, they hired Norv Turner. How about uh, Bridgewater great, great going staff. to Minnesota? What what kind of fit would that be? Mm. Be a great fit. I think it fit. would be great with Peterson there. <clears throat> God, uh, that... I just think that it is a you know he may not mind. They got a new, brand new uh, stadium. And uh, I think that would be the best fit right now for uh, Bridgewater. Yeah, it's tough to argue with that. I mean, nothing. um, Look no further than what Ben Roethlisberger did as a young quarterback when he had the bus, Jerome Bettis, to hand the ball to. If you're a young quarterback and you have a running back you can depend on to give the ball and to take pressure off of you to go with a good defense, and you got to think Mike Zimmer will bring that good defense uh, to Minnesota. And a great, very experienced. Say what you want about Norv Turner. Say what you want about him as a head coach, his tenure in San Diego. Greatest of the Raiders. Norv Norvell Turner. <laughs> yeah. Say what you want about him. Great offensive coordinator. The only thing that bothers me about Bridgewater going to Minnesota is they've got a really bad offensive line. They do. And, um, you know, for the health of the quarterback, 
I think Peterson takes a lot of that off because you can, you know, you won't see Bridgewater scrambling as much. You know, he's got that weapon in Peterson. But the O-line is what really scares me with Bridgewater going there. You know, speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, most of the mocks that I'm seeing now, when I'm watching other sports, and I'll be honest, I haven't been going out of my way to pursue different mock drafts, things like that. But when I'm looking at not just Mel Kuyper, but other mocks flashing across the bottom of the screen when I'm watching college basketball or, or boxing, most of them have Teddy Bridgewater falling later than what we had seen. So my standing bet with Matt McCarthy of $50, which I have said I think Teddy Bridgewater will be the first quarterback taken in the draft, I may be looking at a loss there. Well, you might be. I think uh, Johnny Football might go to Houston. How does that happen? How does he all of a sudden just move up? I mean, what has changed? It it puts butts in the seats. That is crap. That is crap. I agree. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I hate to say this to you, Todd, but shut the hell up. Right, but but you know, You it's sell it because it sells tickets and because he's from Texas? Well, What kind of owner wants to go down to someone long, who sucks and loses because they drafted someone to sell tickets? How long did he keep Matt Schaub in there? And uh, how's, I mean, he was a slob, Matt Schaub. He was horrible. Uh, the thing about it is, I mean, uh, you got to go with the business aspect of it. Some guys... These owners can't see the forest for the tree. Jerry Jones is a perfect example of that. And, uh, you know, while you brought that up, what about the UCF quarterback? Bortles. Uh, I think he's moved up quite a bit. He has. He? Yeah. yeah, he has. I think he's kind of like a Tim Tebow type. I I don't know. I I still, and I'm biased. I admit it. I am. You're Can't. an Andy Dalton fan, right? You're biased. <laughs> you shut the hell up. <laughs> hell no, I'm not an Andy Dalton fan. I'm a Teddy Bridgewater fan. Teddy terrific. He slings the ball around better than anyone. That guy has just a cannon, and when he needs to, he runs. We got to come up with a good name for him. You know, you got the the red rifle, uh, red cap gun, uh, but uh, <laughs> the red you cap need to gun. come like up it. with something with Teddy or Teddy. What do you think, Ashley? Teddy terrific. I don't like. I don't Teddy think that's... the Bear Bridgewater. That's not cute at all. Teddy Bear? <laughs> oh, it's cute for, you know. It needs to be cute, Ashley. It has to be uh, cute. Teddy Bear. How cute. about Teddy Bear? Teddy. No, that's... What's cuter than a Teddy? Are I you mean, kidding me? I'm pretty What's good. cuter than a Teddy Bear? <laughs> no. Nothing. It, no football player wants to be known as a Teddy Bear. And he's such a tough guy. You know, that's not, that's not going to work. We're going to have to think of something else. The African Mantis? No. Possibly. Okay. You missed that, Ashley. I'd missed it. <laughs> yeah. Got to wait. Like Kobe's like the Black Mamba. That mm-hmm. that sounds really tough and cool. It sounds slippery. That is a great name, the Black Mamba. Mm-hmm. It really is. It makes you. It gives a mystique about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Teddy needs something to go along. Maybe with that. we could make Teddy's him probably listening in. Let's uh, ask him to call like in the, on the buzz bomber. line. And, uh, yeah, stealth bomber, stealth bomber. Because he's, un- I think he's underrated. People kind of sleep on him a little bit, and then he shows up. Okay. It's too late. I, I think he's know. tough. He has a little bit of that Byron Leftwich uh, level of just toughness to him. You got to drag him down the field. I mean, he's a, a very mm-hmm. tough guy. Give us a call, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. What is a good nickname for Teddy Bridgewater? How about Teddy Stealthwater? Teddy, Teddy Stealthwater. Okay. okay. I'm, I like the Stealth Bomber right now. The Stealth Bomber. Stealth Bomber. Okay. The Bomber Bridgewater. That's a, it's a good name. B2. Teddy B. Teddy B, too. The games on the docket for today are huge. 
Couldn't be a bigger day in the NFL. We have the, the 49ers matched up. Sports with, Center has the Seahawks the winning Seahawks. by four. Okay. By four, huh? Mm-hmm. By four. And then they have Denver over the Patriots. They say about 4.5, however, that is equated. How much money do you have on the uh, games there, Daniel? Me? Yes. I don't have. I don't bet. I don't gamble. Really? Are you for expanding gambling? Oh, gosh. Are you? Am I? I think that it could help us. I think if it's done right. But then I think, like you guys were talking about when I came in, where does that money go? And how do we account what we're doing with that? I think if that's in some type of mandate in the law. That's a political answer. I want to know yes or no. No, it's the truth. I want to know yes or no. Well, if I don't know, I'm not going to say yes if we're going to put that money towards something else that – I mean, if we're going to put that money towards education, I'm all for it. Hey, I'm looking forward to Ashley Danielle's Loco Cinco today. Ashley's Loco Cinco coming up at 11 o'clock. We're actually going to head to a break here. We're going to go out with some funk. And when we're back from the break, we're going to hit you with some Ashley's Crazy. (laughs) So stay tuned. Sports Buzz. We did have a, a texter text in. Eric won our contest. He pointed out that Peyton Manning was the only four, only one of the four who is not drafted to the Major League Baseball. So we will send Eric a a shirt from Bangtown Fightwear. Um, keep in mind through the show, if you want to interact with us at all, you can hit me up on Twitter at the Kelly Patrick or Ashley if if they wanted to. Um, let's see. My Twitter handle is at Ashley4KY2014. Yes, 4KY. 4KY. That's Kentucky as in the state. Oh, sorry. <laughs> good good job. I tried there for a minute. With yeah, no, I know. With no further ado, we're past the 11 o'clock hour. And what does that dun, mean? Dun, dun. What does that mean? It means Ashley's crazy. Woohoo. Here's my top five for today. First story. New York Jets quarterback Geno Smith was kicked off a plane by police at LAX this past week. He denies this despite multiple witnesses and photos that seem to tell a completely different story. So sources connected to Geno said that he was sitting on a Virgin America flight listening to music on his headphones when they announced that it was time to shut off your electronics. Geno claims he didn't hear the announcement and the flight attendant came over and physically unplugged his headphones. Apparently, Gino got upset, screamed at the flight attendant, who screamed back, and then Gino stood up, refused to sit down, and he claims he calls the cops. But the airline said they called the police, who escorted Gino off the flight. So Gino, he complied with the questioning. He was released by the officers without further incident. But what do you think? I know I've been on the flights before, um, listening to music, and even my the last time I flew, it, it was allowed. You were allowed to listen to music um, all, throughout all the entire flight. Yeah. Um, but should the flight attendant be able to just come take his headphones out? Like, what do you think? Is it, it depends on, you know, what's the company policy, which airline policy. I know now they're letting you talk on the phone, but yeah. 
You know, I don't know. I mean, you have to think that there's some element of both the the flight attendant probably being a little bit aggressive with this, but also, I mean, Gino could have avoided it. I don't care if they're being rude, right? Right. Well, I mean, he, he, he could have been a little bit nicer. I mean, somehow the police were called. And there was an incident made. I'm sure Geno Smith wishes it was handled in a different way. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess the, the story or question is, was it that serious? That someone took Doesn't your headphones like off? That, was that, it that serious that you have to get up and cause a scene and have a verbal dispute? I, don't I think know. what offended him more than anything is Geno said, do you know who I am? <laughs> Did they were like, who are you? He said, I played for the Jets. And they went. The Jets? Who are they? <laughs> still playing? They have I'm still quarterback thing? for the Jets. And they, they just started laughing. Like, what's a quarterback? <laughs> Okay. Story two. So the Super Bowl apparently is about more than finding out who is the best team, a best football team in all the land. Artie Lang, the comedian and strip club connoisseur, says the girls that work the Super Bowl weekend are the best of the best. The wow. Babe Ruths of strippers. And they knows how to, how to squeeze a dollar out of the tightest wallets. So the most famous bars, <laughs> the most famous bars in New York City is importing dancers from Russia. Wow. To keep up with the Super Bowl demands. Apparently other clubs are doing the same things because they say you can't have enough women in the clubs that weekend because when the ballers come into town, it gets insane. Apparently Howard Stern's favorite joint said they're not bringing are not only bringing in talents from across the country, they're flying in a bunch of chicks from Russia who have begged for the opportunity to be in New York and dance during the Super Bowl. Lots of vodka. Seriously? Wow. That's a big, it's uh, a big event. I guess that means you've got a bunch of professional athletes, uh, former professional athletes. I mean, the who's who of anybody is at the Super Bowl, so that makes sense. Interesting perspective on it to think that it's the the Babe Ruth of strippers by Artie Ruth. Lang. I like Artie Lang. Yeah, Kelly, um, Carlo, and I were talking. Have you applied for the Super Bowl press passes or the? <laughs> Weekend sports buzz. I have not yet done that. No, uh, I think you need to get that request in. I think we all need to do that. <laughs> yeah, right. if we could get some, sure. Let's work on that. Well, you got to plan. Nothing to do with the strippers. Nothing. No, to do no, with no, 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 no. We'd have to take Ashley with us, <laughs> or we could report back that the Babe Ruths of strippers are not as good as we thought the, they should be. The Babe Ruths of strippers. That means they're <laughs> like old and fat, and you know <laughs> that means they drink beer and eat yeah, hot dogs. Right, and exactly. they're really good at baseball. I mean, have you seen Russian women? They're all out <laughs> in the wheat field. Wow. So, so should they be bringing people from like sure? The, I mean, the islands, maybe, like Dominican or... Sure. You know, those women are always really beautiful. I just don't... I don't think of Russian women as, you know, when, when I that think That doesn't Russian attract women, you to the club if there are... Rush, you know the headline is, we have imported Russian women. We have the ways to make you come to us. <laughs> we, I, we have uh, very, very good women for you. We not speak English, but we drink vodka. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it works, I guess. It's <laughs> capitalism. That's what happens when, you know, they're getting paid. They're making money. The the club owners are making money. Interesting to hear Artie Lang and Howard Stern chiming in on it. Yeah, though. I mean, is there like a website that you sign up and say, I want to be on this waiting list to be brought over to New York? I mean, I just wonder how that, how does that happen? They come to find husbands. You know, they're like mail order brides. Well, <laughs> that happens a lot of. Our Good houses. luck. Okay. Good luck to those strippers. Right. More power to the strippers. Right. Happy Super Bowl.
So, story three. So, Kobe Bryant decides that he wants to take a marketing class in Boston. So, apparently, he surprised a classroom full of students at Boston College last week when he walked into a marketing class and sat in for the full two-hour course. But the professor said he had no idea that the star NBA star was planning to stop by. So... Kobe, who was in Boston to watch his Lakers take on the Celtics, walked into Professor Nick Nugent's international marketing class at 6.30, stayed the whole time. The professor said he didn't even see him check his phone the whole time, and he even asked a question about cross-border trade. So apparently not everybody is thrilled about his impromptu college visit. In fact, Sinbad, you remember Sinbad? I remember. Um, he was very, very Sailed upset. Sailed the seven seas. Right. Thanks. He's upset. He says um, it was a huge insult to the schools in L.A., so Simbad lives in L.A., he's lived there for decades, pointed out that Kobe could have sat in on classes at UCLA, USC, uh. but he, he didn't have to fly all the way across the country to learn about marketing. I feel like this is totally random. Should the L.A. educators be upset? Is it no big deal? Like, who does that? Like, why do you, all of a sudden, you want to take one random class? I think uh, Kobe has a home in Philadelphia, so I think he has uh, roots in the in the Northeast, um, it is interesting that he chose a Boston, Boston school. college. Yeah, that is kind of random. I think what this interests me is number one, how did he get on campus? How did he get well, what about on the campus? Security of a campus. And you know, if a guy can walk just in, and was he on the roster? And the guy said, Kobe Bryant. Well, I don't know him. And how do you, <laughs> I mean, this means that, that any random person, Carlo Killam, for God's oh, sake. God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Shut the hell up. You shut the hell up. He could, he could walk into a marketing class in Boston. I mean, if he if this guy knew nothing about it, just think about it. Yeah. Carlo Killam in a marketing class. <laughs> you know, what's funny is the professor said after the fact that he checked his email after class and had an email from Kobe Bryant's assistant saying that he was interested in taking his class. But then he got one lesson free. Apparently. And yeah, it's yeah. halfway through the semester. I mean, we already started the semester, so it's not like he's going to be there every week. Or... Inter- very interesting. interesting. Yeah. And, you know, Kobe's a smart guy. He- he's... Looking to market himself after the NBA. Yeah, which yeah. is soon, probably. He'll be selling more than Nutella, you know, he sells <laughs> something else. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, next story. Cleveland Browns wide receiver Devon Best was arrested also in an airport in Florida a couple of days ago after allegedly going after a, a cop with a cup of hot coffee. Wow. So according to the incident report, The sheriff's department responded to passenger complaints about a black man at TSA checkpoint acting irrationally, dancing, singing, and with his pants repeatedly falling down. What? Pants on the ground. (laughs) So he was wasted drunk. I don't know what he was, but when the cops arrived, uh, Bess continued to act in a bizarre manner and grabbed a cup of coffee that, of course, didn't belong to him from a nearby counter and squeezed it so hard it splashed all over the cop. So accordingly... Best took a fighting stance, so the cop took out his baton, hit him on the leg, and the cop says the the strike had no effect, and Best proceeded to take off his shirt and then get in a fighting stance again. Maybe he should be on the knockout hour. I don't know. Fighting stance? I'd like to see this. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So the cop called for backup when help arrived. Uh, Best complied and was taken into custody, so he was arrested for a simple assault on an officer, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest. 
the cop says Best appeared to be under the influence of an unknown narcotic. No, say it. <laughs> right? Shut down. No, I mean, yeah. and you know, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but he's been uh, under some scrutiny as of late for posting photos on social media of marijuana and paraphernalia. Oh, really? And then photos of himself apparently rolling a joint. So, I mean... What's going on with these NFL players? Is this what happens when you legalize marijuana? People start throwing, you know, you're chasing a cop with a gun and a taser <laughs> with a cup of coffee. Taking your shirt off and getting into fighting stands. I mean, but in the officer. airport, though, like, yeah. this is in what the, the airport. Devon Bus. Devon Bess needs what to. What happens next? Yeah, Get your I mean, life that, together. Yeah, really. That's. I wouldn't be surprised if he's cut. That's a, a pretty dramatic scene uh, out of the the. Cleveland Browns wide receiver. That's a bad deal. Love to see the video of that. I would love to see the video. Caught that on their phone. Love to see it. All right. So now the fifth, right? The fifth story. I think I might have saved the best for last. I have a feeling I know what it is. Yeah. New York Jets tight end, Kellen Winslow Jr. He was scheduled to become a free agent this offseason. He was recently charged with drug possession after an incident that took place back in November. But the police were not originally called to the, season, to the scene for that reason. So Dom Costino from NewJersey.com New uh, reports that a woman called authorities after encountering Winslow inside his car in a Target parking lot with the windows rolled down on a cold day. From there, the situation turned extremely bizarre, as noted by the police report. So the woman says as she exited her video, she commented to the male regarding how cold it was. And as she stood near the open driver's side window of his Escalade, she observed the male's erect penis. She stated that she believed that he was masturbating. The woman provided a written statement regarding her account. So this happened 530 in the afternoon, November 19th, when the police arrived. Winslow was still in the car, uh, told the officer that he'd been looking for Boston Market before he got lost. So... Winslow at the time was not exposing himself when the police got there, but the officer did notice other suspicious things in the vehicle and asked to conduct a further search. So he said it was fine. The cop noticed Winslow was wearing dark colored sweatpants and wrote that his genitals were not exposed, but he noticed two open containers of Vaseline in his center console, (laughs) along with plastic (laughs) bags marked Mr. Happy and empty plastic containers of Funky Monkey scattered throughout the vehicle. <laughs> Winslow allegedly told police that he smoked the Mr. Happy and Funky Monkey at his home to relax because the NFL doesn't drug test for it and that he buys the stuff on the internet and at gas stations. Police said they he considered after um, a few items were seized and he was allowed to let go um apparently there was further testing done it turned out that the substance that he was talking about uh, was a synthetic form of cannabis or marijuana shut Um, the hell up yeah so he was he was charged with third degree offensive possession of a controlled substance which could potentially include some jail time wow wow was this november 19th did i hear that correctly yes and it took over a month for them to figure out who did what was going on? Who did he expose himself to originally? Was that a the woman? A, a it was fe- a pedestrian. It, well, no, she was just somebody going into Target and saw his windows down and made a so comment. So that was some him. weird sexual thing that Kellen Winslow Jr. was doing with Mr. Some, Happy. <clears throat> with Mr. Happy. After he had with a bunch of Vaseline with some random woman. So apparently he smoked Mr. Happy, Funky Monkey, drove to Target, rolled down the windows, got his Vaseline out. Had you know, some I want to be famous, <laughs> and this this is my 
goal in life to do that when I'm famous. <laughs> is to, you know. to, to do that? Yes. If there's I mean, anything that Kellen Winslow Sr., who is a great tight end in his own right. What is he thinking? What is the dad thinking? What What do your parents think of this? If, if What do you tell your parents about this? I mean, wow. or your grandmother or Proud of you, son. your neighbor. I mean, yeah, I mean. Wow. What but, the hell was he thinking? I don't know. I know. So, I apparently, mean, we know I have a pretty good thinking. idea what he was thinking. You know actually. what he was thinking when, when he, he was exposed doing. His, his, himself but, I mean, to. If you're going to do that in your car, roll the windows up. Yeah, and have them tinted. I mean, nobody wants to see your shortcomings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't don't go around showing showing yourself to random people. I mean, maybe maybe I can see where he was trying to expose himself to a random woman. He thought that it would things would go over a little better than they did. You know, that was his attempt. Uh, this is an interesting way to go about it. I'm going to assume that he was high and he didn't even know what he was doing. High on synthetic marijuana. Mr. So that- Happy and Funky Monkey. And then he says, you know, the NFL doesn't drug test for this, so maybe should they start drug testing for this? Jeez. That's much worse than weed. <laughs> wow. Right? You, wow. Don't, you don't smoke you don't weed and then do this. Jeez. I mean, between... You don't know what's in it. It's... It has a weird name, and, and you buy it at a gas station. How are you buying it at a gas stations? Do they just they sell that behind the counter? I don't or? know. I've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, actually, they've uh, Do they? headed here in Kentucky, and they've uh, taken some action against it. People are selling it behind the counter. Uh, spice. Spice. Oh, okay, I, I have heard of it. I've heard of that. Yeah. Some... I think it was part of it. Wow, that one takes the cake. Kellen Winslow Jr., once a promising tight end, uh, before he was famous for in the in the locker room one time saying I'm a soldier, you know he got he went on the rant, the the rant where he he compared himself to being a soldier, was very criticized for that. Um, first round draft pick, very high first round draft pick out of Miami University, tight end to Cleveland Browns has been somewhat of a disappointment in his NFL career. I see the Raiders in his future. The Raiders, yeah. <laughs> I definitely do. The bigger question, I mean, you got Kellen Winslow Jr., you've got Geno Smith. Smith. What's going on with the New York Jets? I mean, I is it, know. okay, it's postseason, let's go crazy? Like yeah, Rex, I, you know he likes feet. Yeah, so, Rex, uh, when your head coach himself a, is a, a, has a foot fetish and has videos online of himself. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, uh, I don't know, very big mix of people up there. I, apparently, there's a lot going on in, in the too Northeast much pressure. Right now. Too much pressure in New York. Media <laughs> pressure. So too got, much pressure. You just fold. It's understandable. You get a little bit of pressure, and all of a sudden, you're, you know, a couple tubs of Vaseline, some funky monkey, whatever it is. Maybe we just need to send the Bombas up to New York and let them all be together. That was a great Ashley's crazy segment. There, we're gonna head to a break. And Todd, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. 
brought in by some more of our theme of funky music this morning. Who is that, Todd? That is Frankie Beverly. Frankie Beverly and May. Shout out to my dad, the Reverend Keith Midler Sr., who's probably in church right now because he's a pastor. But that was or is still his favorite group, Mays, featuring Frankie Beverly. There you go. Good stuff there. Ashley and I are, are Louisville basketball fans. I think that'd be a safe statement, right? Sorry. I think that's safe. That's a safe statement. That's Louisville safe and accurate. Louisville had their, their biggest victory of the season so far last night. Nine o'clock tip off. It was a late game. Super late game. I actually, I think uh, I have to continue to say an on-the-road victory. Not to rub it in or anything, Todd, but just saying. Well, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut now and then. <laughs> oh. Well, you guys have two home games coming up, I think, back-to-back uh, this week. And then Florida, we... I think, is coming up, isn't it? Next, yeah. Next week. Yep. Yeah, and then the cards go to South Florida. On Wednesday. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone said about you guys going to Arkansas, Ooh. but we see what happens, <laughs> you know, at right? Least, at least, you know, it's a Razorbacks. At least nobody knows about it. I mean, the, seriously? AC, the AC conference is not the most feared conference in America. I mean, seriously. The it's, a temp- it's a temporary either, stop. But it's at least okay. it's not the AC. Well, next year we will talk about how dominant the ACC is. Yes, we will. In basketball, absolutely. You know, you, you're going to have uh, Duke and North Carolina. It's, that's four losses right there for UVL. Not. Um, who else we have in there? You know, i got North Carolina State. That's probably a one-and-one. One. Pitt. And Syracuse. Syracuse, yeah. So that's seven losses right there. <laughs> that is in so unfortunate to hear you hate and, like that. You know, Syracuse is 18-0. What a start for Jim Boeheim. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know I've never been a Jim Beheim fan, but wow, what a start for him! You're right. You know what I have been a fan of is Jim Beheim's press conferences. Mm. I love yeah. me some Jim Beheim press conferences. You see a junior reporter ask a a dumb question, and then Jim Beheim just go on a five ten minute rant, just cussing him. For some reason I enjoy that very much. I don't know why. So when we what we saw from Louisville's team yesterday was them matched up with a somewhat mirror image type team, the Connecticut Huskies. They don't have much of an inside presence really either. But we did see Montrez Harrell do what he was supposed to do and exploit that. He was 8 of 10 with 13 rebounds, 18 points. And he really stepped up in front of not only NBA scouts, but in front of the, the Cards fan base. We need that from him on a consistent basis. That is exactly what the cards need. I mean, is this a true I'm here type game? I wanna I wanna hear what our, our listeners have to say. Three eight four fourteen fifty. Is Montrez Harrell ready to take that next step and fill the void that is left by Gorgie Jang and Shane Behannon from last year in the post and really provide that offensive presence? We know he can block shots. We know he can rebound, and he's a freak athlete who can dunk with the best of them. But he can he truly be a consistent offensive presence on the inside, game in, game out? I think he can be. I, th- I think that what will help him a lot will be if somebody like, let's say, well, Mango, for example, um, steps up too because 
then um, Montrez is not the single person in the post even trying to do anything. Because then it's easy to guard. You can uh, match up on him. You can double team down on him. But if someone like Mango or a gal who looked pretty decent at the end of the game when he got in, um, those either one of those two guys step up and are consistently scoring or some type of an offensive threat, then it makes it a lot easier for uh, Harold to produce. Sure. You know, Mango didn't have a huge game last night, but he did have three blocks. I think Mango, he's good in there. Uh, he's good to for distracting shots on defense. Um, he, he's great, I think, offensively in spurts, but I think he's got to consistently show us something on offense. Russ Smith ended up with 23 points last night, despite starting off slow and having a, a very inconsistent first half. Um, he found his groove from the free throw line where he's 12 of 15 last night. Yeah. That's one thing that's been questionable this year is, is uh, whether or not, you know, why is it that Russ is having a down year from the line? He's shooting just about 70%. Um, I don't know. I think as a team we suck as free throw shooting. Yeah. We're not consistent free throw shooters, which I think, uh, well, what scares me about that is when it comes tournament time, because those, you know, free throw shots often, you know, can cost you a game. So that's definitely an area we've got to work on, that rebounding. Now, for Kentucky, their next game is Tuesday at home at Rupp of against course. Texas A&M. What's that? Actually? Texas A&M. Seriously? <laughs> and you'll probably almost lose to them. And then on the 25th, you guys play Georgia again at home, which will probably be almost near loss. Um, and then you go on the road. On at the road LSU. LSU and which then at Missouri. LSU is going to be a loss. It's on the road. We know this already. <laughs> wow, Kreskin. Thanks. Thanks a lot. How does UVL? <laughs> what does UVL? I know Kreskin is an old reference. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What is UofL's what's, Todd? What does what their uh, schedule look like? Okay, so we play, uh, let's see, the 22nd South, at South Florida. At South Florida. Who? At South okay, Florida. Okay, the Bulls. Okay, and then we play Cincinnati, which is definitely going to be a good game. That's um, a loss. That's at home. That's at home. Nick Cronin coming home, beating his mentor. Not. Uh, then we play Central Florida. Who? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Houston and Temple. You add Houston and at Temple. That's yeah. Wednesday, February 5th, and Thursday, February, February 13th. 13th. I Temple. would love to be in Houston for that game. Oh, I'm sure they'll win it by 20 more points. They may. Temple, you, Maybe know, you guys are beating up on the Bible thumpers of Temple. You know, I, I don't understand it. I mean, it's much more. Because there's so the much more so competition weak, than Texas weak, A&M, right? Weak yeah. schedule. <laughs> you know, Houston, Akeem Olajuwon is long gone. You know, I think they've got uh, Jimmy Joe Fortner or somebody working there. And, you know, he, he doubles as the jander. So, that's uh, our center. So, you're saying Texas A&M is better competition? I am. Oh, okay. I am. Okay. I, think, I think Baby Todd's saying that because he knows that it's going to be a struggle for UK to beat them. So, he wants everyone to, you know, the listener just to thank. Texas A&M is really a good team, and that's why we struggle so at home and so, against them. You know, so well-rounded. that It's always a struggle for the All well-rounded, bad teams. Yeah, I'm telling you. Not this year. Darn. No, I'm telling you. Oh, well, let's see how many of the ACK get in the NCAA. <laughs> let's, uh, let's just see. I feel see. like the let's ACK and all the jokes about the ACK wager. is let's so... Uh, how about Irrelevant. a Pepe Van Winkle? 
It's irrelevant. You know, uh, irrelevant. The I, act right, is how, irrelevant. How many teams do you think will make it in? Um, out of the SEC, I'm going to say four. Okay. And what teams the, are I think the act will make two. this. No. Yeah. No. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I say two. No. You got to say. Um, what the, teams from the SEC Memphis are you will make it, right? Memphis and UofL. Memphis, you don't, about, you you don't, don't think, think Cincinnati? Cincinnati will make it? Uh, okay, Crazy. we'll give you three. What about Connecticut? No. Uh, so Connecticut, UCF, Temple, South Florida, none of the Rutgers, none of those teams are going to make it. No. So you're giving the act three teams? Three or t- teams. Three teams. I say Connecticut will make it. I, I think, think Connecticut will make it. I think the act will send the same amount of teams as the SEC. So okay. what are the SEC schools that you're expecting? Obviously, you know you think Kentucky's going to make it? I think Kentucky will make it. I think Florida will make it. I think Arkansas will be there. And um, who's the other one I was talking about? Missouri. So you don't even know. Missouri and Georgia. Five. Yeah, I'll go with five. Okay. Hmm. Huh. I, I'll, Things I'll say, that make you go. Hmm. I'll Things say it'll be the you same go, amount hmm. from the act and the SEC. That's my projection. Act, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to say that if Kentucky can't win a road game, they're going back to NIT. Well, you know. We'll see, but uh, I don't think so. We'll say on, on a different topic, um, NBA, as of late, um, the Indiana Pacers are now 32-7, and 821 winning percentage. Paul George had a big monster Vince Carter-esque dunk on a fast break last night. Ashley and I watched it in the break. Yeah, here. it was really awesome. I have to uh, take a moment to give a shout-out to my princess, Abby Easterling. They're from Winchester, but um, they were here for the pageant last night and are listening right now. Okay. How'd the pageant go? It was good. Um, Our uh, Miss Jefferson County, uh, Adrian Poole, made the top 16, so I'm very proud of her. She's one of the youngest girls in the pageant. And then uh, another Louisville girl who's actually representing Nelson County, her name is Kyle Hornbeck. Uh, She actually won my novice crown in the Miss America prelim that I direct, but she was uh, the winner, the new Miss Kentucky County Fair from Louisville. Wow. But she lives a in card. Kentucky. She's a card cardinal. She lives in Kentucky. <laughs> I want to, one week, Danielle, will you grace us with your tiara? Uh, it's a crown first. Oh, okay. A and crown. Excuse yes, me. Yes, queens wear crowns. And uh, yes. I will do that uh, one day. I would day. love to see In that. fact, you know which one I'm going to wear? I'm going to wear the one that I won when I was crowned the first Miss University of Louisville in 2008, along with the red and black sash, so that you can touch it. Maybe it'll rub off on you. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Is it going to be disinfected? <laughs> is it red? Is it cardinal red? Uh, it is cardinal red. Uh, I figured that, yeah. You know, and uh, which is funny that Abby is, uh, her family, they're all Kentucky fans. Uh, I know, I know. And uh, she's uh, reigning Miss Jefferson County's outstanding team. Good girl. Hope she wins. Uh, Yeah, I hope she wins state too, right? But uh, her brother um, is a big Kentucky fan, and he and I got into a little testy argument last night, which ended as we're walking out the door when I asked him what happened to the 40-0 shirts. Boom. Done. Conversation ended. All I say to that is scoreboard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. Give him a call, 502-587-0041, to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Todd, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. She's a barricade.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Brought in by a very um, well-placed song. It is well-placed. Super Freak. Considering our our next story. I mean, this is almost to the point where uh, not, not something you get excited about talking about. Nope. But ex-NFL star Darren Sharper arrested over rape charges. Two different rape charges against two different women, like a couple of months apart. Former, I, I don't understand. Former NFL star defensive back Darren Sharper has been arrested on suspicion of rape, the Los Angeles Police Department said. Sharper, who played 14 seasons in the NFL with Green Bay, Minnesota, and New Orleans, was arrested and booked Friday and released on $200,000 bail just before midnight. He faces a February 14th court appearance. All right. He said it says that there is two different cases in the Los Angeles area. Yeah. We, I, we I, just I, brought up his picture. Good looking guy, Darren Sharper. Very handsome guy. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why why get into the why do that? I, I don't know. Very interesting. Must have some issues he's going through. I wonder um if these are I mean these aren't like one minor issue that maybe a, a someone that he had a, a relationship with through allegations out. These are hardcore two rape charges, two different people. That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder what happens or what's going on in the sports of or in the realm of sports and athletes. And maybe they just feel like they're above the law. Inexcusable. It is inexcusable, and they, maybe they just feel like they can do whatever they want, and no one's going to say anything about it. I don't know. He's been working for the NFL Network for quite some time. Great analyst. I actually like his work on there very much. He's been suspended without pay until further notice, effective immediately, said a spokesperson for the NFL Network. So, I mean, just huge, horrible news about Darren Sharper. Um, and, and the, the rape charges. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Ashley, what are the other big stories of the week? We've only got about 10 minutes left in the show. The most viewed stories this week. Um, Belichick overcoming adversity to lead the Patriots. The Mets signing Long Beach native. Uh, let's see. The Knicks need to make a decision about Carmelo Anthony and what's going to happen with him. And then the biggest, it seems like, with the most views is Dennis Rodman, who was my rebounding idol Yeah, growing up, checking he, into rehab. Yeah, he was my favorite also. You know, he, he's been on that Dr. Drew's rehab. The Yeah, the celebrity rehab show. A couple times, I think. And he's he's a personality. Everybody really likes Dennis Rodman. Even the Koreans he, love him. Koreans love him. Apparently. So he went over there and he supposedly made some horrible comments about a imprisoned United States um, missionary who's imprisoned in North Korea. And and Dennis said, oh, well, I w- I'm sorry, I was drinking. I was drinking and I made some bad comments about an imprisoned missionary. I wonder what kind of alcohol they have in Korea. <laughs> I mean. Sake. Sake. Yeah. My, my cat's name. Is that what your is that your name? cat's name? His really? name is Socks, or her name is Socks, and oh, I call her Saki. Well, I so, mean, but still, what would they have over there? I guess vodka. Or, I'm sure they have you know, access to about anything. some kind of Chinese 
beer. King, King Jong Un probably has bless you. <laughs> probably has whatever the hell he wants, right? I mean, he's he's got Jim Beam or Pappy Van Winkle, or I, I bet you know it's he loves American Jack culture. Beam, Jack Beam and Papa Van Winkle. You know, they rip off and counterfeit stuff. You think? Well, I don't know. But he has the bomb. He has the bomb. So, you know, that that makes him important. So well, we got to respect him. He's, I... he's got short man syndrome, I think. Oh, wow. Very much so. Well, but Dennis Rodman, you know, I hope he gets his life together. Um, I think we can say that for a variety of people that we've talked about this, or this morning yeah. on the show. You, really? You're right. You're right. So. Can I uh, take a moment that this is totally off topic? Sure. <laughs> but I just saw this uh, top 75 best bodies in sports. Okay, interesting. Kelly Patrick? <laughs> Kelly Patrick oh, I, is number one. No, he was 76. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just barely made it out. Uh, I'd say Vernon Davis is number eight. Wow. And Tim Tebow is on here, too, which is shocking. Uh, Not your type? Uh, I actually think Tim Tebow is really cute. He's well, number 10. Okay. The people are uh, Usain Bolt was number one. Wow, who okay. was Usain Bolt? Oh, really? Yep. yep. Wow. Uh, Christy Santos is, I guess, the MMA. She's number nine. Yeah. Got Vernon Davis. Uh, let's see. I feel like Serena has to be on here somewhere because she has a really awesome body. Lolo Jones. CeeLo Brown. I don't know who sure. Nani is. is. He was he play soccer or something? He must. Looks like a soccer player. Soccer player with nice abs. I can appreciate that. Jessica Ennis. Throwing the javelin. Mm-hmm. George St. Pierre, number four. Kristen, who's, or Gretchen, who's this girl? Gretchen Wilson? No. Gretchen okay. Blyler. Blyler? Yeah. We don't know her. She, I don't think she can be on here. Diego Forlin, oh, World sure. Cup star. And number one is? Dun, 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 dun. Usain Bolt. This Usain picture is Bolt, ridiculous. that's right. He, he's Kelly Patrick, number fifty-two. Number fifty-two, Kelly Patrick. Yeah, I was. You know, I, I hit the gym a little bit, and I was. I'm on there. I was. I was. Um, you know, they have number one. It was really first runner up, and I was actually the winner. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Sorry, I I'm, agree. I, I how about <laughs> that. Always a fun story with you know the the ESPN nude issues, things like that. Um, have you seen that, Todd? No. You never What's seen the ESPN about? nude issues? Yeah, I'm really not into that, but <laughs> what is about it? Come what on, is Todd. That? You really need to open up and, and get into the, some of these different types of nude magazines. No. Yeah. Seriously? No, ESPN oh nude. Oh my gosh. They've had uh you know, they had uh um Gary Stevens was on something? there. No, it's just and they're covering up, but but they're nude, but they're covering up so they're oh, not completely okay. naked. I mean, they are completely naked, but they're covering up their private parts. Is that the one that Ron Rousey did? Yeah, is that it? I yeah. saw it on Facebook. So yeah, no, th- there's, there's, a, they've been doing it for a few years now. So huh. it's, it's become. I mean, obviously, these people are in the best shape out of anyone in the world. They have amazing bodies, and I guess ranking them, ranking them is always interesting to people. See, see the knock, uh, the knockout hour, and the weekend sports buzz is a font of information of all to, kinds to of the stuff. uninformed. <laughs> naming me, and learn something new every weekend from you guys. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um. I also learned. I actually learned this a couple weeks ago that Snoop Dogg, the rapper, his son apparently is really, really awesome in football. But apparently, uh, RG3 is recruiting him to go to Baylor, to Baylor. not USC. Baylor. Wow. 
Isn't that crazy? Great. Okay. Hey, I uh, want to thank Brandon J. Lawrence again for bringing it, our show to us today. Certainly. He's, uh, he's an awesome guy, and anybody out there needs a personal injury attorney, Brandon, what's that, uh, do you know his number? His number is 502-587-0041 to reach Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. Carlo Kellum's going to need a personal injury attorney after I beat him in basketball. Oh. Whoa. Louisville men's basketball, big win yesterday, last night. Kentucky men's basketball with a big win. I don't know if we'd call it big. We'll say they won. They won. They They won. won. Kentucky plays again on Tuesday. (laughs) Texas A&M. Louisville plays on Wednesday at South Florida. So we're right in the heart of it. It's it's college basketball season. So much College basketball season is in full effect. Um... You got to say, Kentucky's looking better. They obviously won the the head to head matchup. They did. Kentucky's looking better between the two overall. Although they still struggle on the road. Um, They're very young. But as far as shaping into what we want our teams to look like come March, Todd, what are you looking to from your Kentucky team? I mean, what kind of steps do they need to take? They have Julius Randle. He's playing great. Who else needs to step up? Um,. Aaron uh, Harrison, uh, Andrew's doing great. Aaron has not lived up to his expectation. And Young played a great game yesterday. James Young has impressed me more than anybody. And I'm I'm really starting to him. He'll probably leave in here. But you know who's been MIA for the last two years is Poitras. I mean, he is really, he's been such a disappointment to me. And Collie Stein, I, I wanted to go back to the white hair. I mean, he played a lot better when he had his hair. He didn't show up yesterday, did he? No, no. So change the hair, Willie. We love you, but you're tall and you can't teach height, but you got to do something, dude. Ashley, what are you looking to the the cards team? I mean, who needs to step up? And specifically, what do they need to do for this Louisville team to really, you know, it's always a roller coaster with Rick Pitino teams. Mm -hmm. They're up and they're down. The and then, and then we, we just hope that they'll hit their stride at the right time come March. Yeah. It's January. I know that it's too early to really uh, say how things will end up for the cards this year, but what player in particular needs to really step up his game for you, Ashley? Um, well, I just got distracted because Caden Easterling just tweeted me and said, just wait and see what happens in March. So, Todd, he's on your team with the hashtag Louisville sucks. I am upset about that, Caden. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I I really think that we need we need Mango to develop more. Um, I know that he is a redshirt freshman and all, but he's been basically thrown into the fire. So he's got to step up some. Um, I think we need to find a good balance between our inside and outside game because, like, especially in the in the Kentucky game, we were very um, much reliant on our guards. So all the majority of our points came from Russ and Chris Jones. Um, so I think that we've got to find a balance so that, um, you know, it keeps the defense off honest and they have to uh, guard everybody. Um, so I think that that's the best situation for us because I think our defense looks a lot better than it has uh, in the first half of the season over the last couple of games especially. So I definitely give kudos to Rick Pitino on that. I definitely believe that come March we're in a good place to move forward. A good place? You think we can make a run at the Final Four Absolutely. for a third consecutive year? No doubt in my mind. Todd, how confident are you? Uh, I'm going to say Elite Eight. About about Louisville? 
about UK. About oh, about UK. Yeah. I'll say it will be round the 32, maybe Sweet 16 best. So, best case So, in your mind today, January 19th, you're saying Kentucky goes farther in the tournament than Louisville this yes. year. Yes. You heard it. And I'm willing to do expanded gambling on that if you like. <laughs> maybe maybe by April uh, or, I guess, March. Oh, let's make it the day. That'll already be maybe passing the legislation and we can do that. I'd love to see it. Is there a chance Legally, that it will be by April or, or March? I, I, if it comes up it in this will. session, they can vote on it this session, absolutely. Oh, I thought that it was waiting till November. Well, it, if they pass it during session, it will come up on the ballot in November. That's okay. the way. The session is over March 15th, roughly. Is that correct, Ashley? Somewhere, yeah, around, somewhere there. around there. Yeah, mid-March is when the session is over. So maybe if they vote on it, then we can make the bet and right. then hold off on paying Just well, so you. Hold off on you paying me. Well, you know, uh, they after still you have lose bookies. until November, <laughs> they still have bookies. So you know, gambling on the side is, you know, I'm not a gambler, but uh, you know, we'll wager a pop, okay? A pop? Yeah. Um, can I have a Gatorade, maybe? How about a Starbucks? Uh, Heine Brothers. Okay, we're on. So the cards and cats. It's basketball season. We're looking to to how far they'll go in the tournament. Um, that's the biggest story around here today, though. The biggest story has got to be Peyton Manning against Tom Brady. NFL uh, playoffs today at, at 3 o'clock p.m. at Denver. That's the biggest story. But if you're looking to the future, 6.30 p.m. out in Seattle, out in Washington, the 49ers at the Seahawks, Colin Kaepernick going against... Russell Wilson. So a great day of NFL action today. What are your final calls for the two games today? Wow. All right, I've got the Seahawks winning, and I've got the Broncos winning. Todd? Uh, Seahawks and New England. Okay. I'm going to go 49ers, Broncos. 49ers, Broncos. All right. It's been a great weekend, Sports Buzz. Thank you very much to Brandon Lawrence, Todd, Ashley, Carlo, and I. We'll be back with you next Sunday from 10 until noon for more Weekend Sports Buzz. The final curtain, my friend, I'll say it clear, I'll state my case, of which I'm certain, I've lived a life that's full, I traveled east. And every byway, oh, and more, much more than this, I did it my